Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on their journey to feeling at home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole, and I want to start out today's episode by giving a shout out, a big ol' I love ya to the German healthcare system. Yeah, because adult life is all about getting real jazzed about real boring stuff. But as you may hear currently, as you may hear in my voice throughout this entire 50-some episode podcast, I often sound very congested. Because, turns out, I have allergies. Yeah. Ever since I moved to Germany, I was sick. I always had the stuffiness and then I would get colds, like real colds, quicker than I ever would before, but I didn't go to the doctor because I'm American and I somehow still have it in my mind, even though I haven't lived there for two years, it's still deep in my mind that going to the doctor is expensive, complicated, stressful, and overall not worth it. You just you just push on through and then you're fine at some point. Well, I just kept on pushing on through, and it's been over two years, and I'm still sick all the time. So anyway, finally went to the doctor, and first off, this doctor's office has such a nice view of Freiburg. I mean, it's not relevant, but also, it's so great. (laughs) And second off, when he asked me why I hadn't come to the doctor before, what brought me here now versus any other time, and I told him I kind of have this internalized need to keep a distance from everything involving healthcare, because I come from a country where there's not really a functional healthcare system, he got visibly upset. And he was like, that's horrible that you should feel that way. You're not in a country that has that anymore. You need to go to the doctor when you're sick. And I think he put this in his notes too, because we had our first appointment months ago. And when I saw him again today, he remembered and was again, going out of his way to just make sure that I had a good experience so that I would feel confident and comfortable coming to a doctor with further issues. Also, this was all, of course, covered by insurance. So yeah, just gotta say, having functional healthcare is really great. I really appreciate it. And I'm kind of wondering if I'm the only person who has that instinctive resistance to healthcare. So if you're an expat from America or any other country that doesn't really have strong healthcare, I'm wondering, do you still have that issue or am I just a weirdo? Anyway, healthcare is great, and I really hope that I won't sound so sick in your ears soon. (laughs) And with that, the serious adult portion of this podcast is over, and we are going to move on to much more fun topics. This is the episode that no one really asked for, but I really wanted to do, so I'm doing it. I hope you enjoy. It's called Snacks and Toilets. It's the episode where we talk about snacks, then we talk about toilets. Have a blast. My name is Jenny. I am from San Francisco, California, and I currently live in Freiburg in Breisgau, Germany. How long? Oh, yeah. How long? Oh, uh, three and a half years. But we're actually not here to talk about you and your expat journey. We're here to talk about snacks and toilets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I The topic of snacks kept coming up and people kept being like, yeah, you should do an episode where you talk about the snacks you miss from home or whatever. And I think that's a great idea, but I don't think I could fill a whole episode with it and still be interesting. 
And toilets, yeah, no one told me they wanted an episode with toilets, but I wanted to do an episode about toilets. And I decided to combine them because I didn't think anyone wanted a full episode about toilets. But I thought certainly people have been yearning for an episode that is half snacks, half toilets. And I suppose we're going to start. I mean, the um, snacks got to go in one end and out somewhere. Out the other. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. So we're going to start with snacks because that's what happens first. You you consume them before mm-hmm. you head to the toilet. Mm-hmm. Snacks. I want to start off by talking about snacks in Germany. So personally, I live with someone who is crazy, super into healthy food, and we'd never, ever buy snacks. And they're also, I mean, the first year I lived here, I had no spare money. And so there was no money for like things that I just kind of wanted to Empty calories. You had no funds for the empty calories. Exactly. It was all lean protein Mm -hmm. (laughs) and wine. Um, So it's been a recent development since you and I and our friends started watching The Bachelor franchise every week. We get together and we all bring snacks. And this has been my first dive into this whole world. For you too? No, I feel like you had a little bit more experience with snacks. I went crazy with snacks the first year that I got here because <laughs> I had the opposite experience where I moved in with somebody. I I had come from being the somewhat healthy eater. So I moved to Germany and he's never heard of kombucha. He's never heard of the keto diet. He's never heard of quinoa, like anything. So I ate a lot of snacks. I went from eating very healthy and to uh, going into Aldi and Lidl and being like, okay, what is this salami stick package? (laughs) What is this chocolate nut whatever mix, trail mix sort of thing, but it's not really healthy. It's just full of M&M type candies i mean the chocolate here is really good so i went crazy with chocolate um trying to find pretzels potato chip all kinds of things the cheese aisle is a favorite place of mine and to me everything snack food especially seemed even cheaper than where i was from so yeah i went pretty crazy with it (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like you did a good job of You went hard, you learned what the best are, and now you know what to look out for, especially seasonally. You're very in the know. Well, and Aldi is just notorious for this. I think Lidl in in some ways as well is having something that's out just for a certain holiday. But surprisingly, that's already started because just the other day I sent the group, everybody, look out for the caramel, sea salt, white chocolate covered almonds that are now back at Aldi and they will be there until Christmas time. They're but they're so good. they're and they're ridiculously good. <laughs> um, but they're only yeah, they're again only available this time of year, although it's weird to think of that in September because it says on the bag like it's it's a Christmas sort of theme. That's and so weird. they're already selling Christmas stuff in September. So Ugh, it's a lot. It's it's aggressive. <laughs> yeah. However, I think it was it's really funny in our group of bachelor watching friends. We all sort of have a certain thing that we always bring. So our friends Megan and Aurora tend to bring grapes as a favorite of theirs, or some kind of berries, mm-hmm. and then often guacamole or hummus and something to dip with them. Classic American dips, I would say. True, guacamole, true. they actually found a good guacamole, but the way that we rated the guacamole was, did it taste like what you would get in America at either a taqueria or going to buy the guac packs 
instant made that we have at like Trader Joe's and other Whole Foods and that kind of stuff. And it did. It was good. So that was impressive to us because one time one of our friends brought over some guacamole that was had curry it had flavor in it curry it was literally yellow and it was shelf stable it wasn't being sold in the refrigerated section so it was just something in a jar on a shelf and it had like avocado was one of the last ingredients and it was just weird but this is just commonly accepted as guacamole dip it's appalling honestly (laughs) it's appalling and there's not an array of options for tortilla chips there's one brand and they're fine i guess but it's slim pickings well like the restaurant i work at we have to make our own tortilla chips there we'll cut up tortillas and deep fry them because it's the only way you can get what tastes like tortilla chips as we know them like it's too embarrassing to sell chips from the bag here like you just can't buy them you cannot i come into these bachelor nights like the full American style. I bring like freezer pizzas, candy, <laughs> chips. <laughs> I feel like I brought a fruit or anything somewhat healthy like once. <laughs> the fruit is wine. That's true. I bring wine and that's my fruit. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing, I think, a little bit better. I want to say we're doing better. Maybe this is naive, but because also it's German quality or European standards. So some of the pizzas that we're buying. We've actually got some that are more leaning towards the fresh vegetables on them. Yes, it's frozen, but I don't know. They just don't feel as heavy as what we would have back in the States. Yeah, I have to say this actually made me really well-versed in the world of German freezer pizzas, and they are pretty different than American ones. The bread's not very thick. I know some people really like that, but I'm good with the more flat uh, dough that they use and for a freezer pizza yeah I think yeah. when I order pizza sometimes I do really want this like fluffy domino style crust oh, but right. in the oven I'm like yeah this is a snack yeah yeah yeah, it's <laughs> fine and they're yeah they're pretty good there's one brand Steinofen that's pretty good there's another one like Dr. Oettinger or something like this also pretty good Dr. Edgar Edgar is that what it is Edgar or whatever Otker. so the O yeah so but then you're the classy bitch you come on with your like French and Swiss cheeses okay lately it's been elevated well we were talking about my first year here and now we're fast forwarding to my third year here you're and, sophisticated now um I've given up on the chips and the chocolate is still here and there but um I've limited it to the seasonal stuff mostly no I'm a fan of buying any cheese and all cheese because I have yet to really meat a cheese that I don't like. They're so good. And we've gotten really lucky with the variety. I mean, I'll have varieties uh, from where we live here. It's so easy to get stuff from Switzerland and from France and from Italy and Germany and Austria. And yeah, I've just been able to find really, really good cheese at good prices. And that's what I tend to bring as a snack now. Yeah, I think that's interesting generally. I mean, this is not a very serious show, but like the only somewhat sophisticated thought I have about this topic is to me, the kind of junk food that I'm bringing is what I think of as snacks. But I've noticed not just in our gathering, which is just with other expats, but at barbecues or or riverside hangouts in the summer, a lot of people bring fruits and Mm -hmm. nuts and things that I would consider relatively healthy snacks. Not overly processed. Yeah, yeah. And if I rolled up with like a bag full of M&Ms, like it wouldn't necessarily be a hit. It wouldn't fit in. No. You can't go with the Cool Ranch Doritos. Yeah, which honestly, to some extent, I'm like, 
shame on y'all. <laughs> like, you are missing out. <laughs> but I'm also like, oh, I guess that's a good thing for health. But okay, so this bridges us nicely into the other side of snacks, which is the snacks from back home that we're missing because Cool Ranch Doritos got to be on the top of the list. Like that stuff is so good and so addicting and so terrible for you. Whenever I go home, my parents have a fully stocked pantry and it's like being in a grocery store, but in your own home, it's so dangerous. <laughs> and I'll open the bag of Cool Ranch Doritos and I'll eat one and be like, this is disgusting. And then I'll eat the whole bag. Right. And I'm like, this is great. Well, because when you go home, your first taste of that really chemical snacky food is always a little jarring to the palate. Yeah. But then you realize why we're all so used to it and why all our food tastes that way and why people don't think there's anything wrong with it. Because once you start eating two or three, all of a sudden you're craving it. And yes, there goes the whole bag. My go-to every time I go home, my mom knows to buy them, especially now. I love and deeply miss Tostitos with lime. (laughs) And it's that artificial lime seasoning that they put on it that I love. I go through a family-sized bag on my own within days every time. Tostitos. Oh, my God. Yeah. So my go-to is Cheetos, like Flaming Mm. Hot Cheetos, just classic Cheetos. Um, Trader Joe's makes the cheesy puffs that I like because finding that corny, crunchy texture with cheese on it is almost impossible. I have seen it there. Italy had some in some of the grocery stores when I was there. They were with Parmesan cheese and it wasn't bad. It's not the bright orange yeah. <laughs> because it's white Parmesan cheese. So the color is not there. But in Germany, it's very deceptive because you'll see bags of these things that look like Cheetos, but they're actually like peanut puffs yes the agnus flips or whatever they're yeah, called yeah oh and gosh. it's they're so weird not at all the same there's no cheese involved and the um, texture is the actually texture. pretty similar yeah the te- that's the only yeah. thing is the texture but then you're like this is peanuts and it tastes like peanuts and i just want cheesy crunchy corny whatever it's such a weird thing and flaming hot cheetos oh my god that's it's a cult yeah. classic. Yes. <laughs> I noticed, yeah, along with cheese products, Cheez-Its. That's oh, become yeah. a really mm. good big one for me. Mm-hmm. Some of the snack cakes. I mean, in Philadelphia, we have Tasty Cakes, which are known, at least in that region. Um, they're super duper delicious. I've had someone thinking fla- like Ho-Hos and Ding Dongs and Twinkies. Yes, and this kind of thing, just a different brand. I When my godmother visited me, half of her suitcase was... Cheez-Its and Tasty Cakes. And I was quite satisfied. Do you have anything like if someone was flying right now, what would you what would you request? Oh, well, that's easy. When my mom flew back from San Francisco recently, she brought C's Candies, which is the chocolate from San Francisco, like little pralines. And it's kind of bougie, though. (laughs) But it's still a snack. And then the other thing that I requested was dried flattened bananas from Trader Joe's and they discontinued them. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she brought now the Trader Joe's has banana finger like the little finger bananas, what are those lady finger bananas? Oh, I don't know yeah, what they're yeah, called, the... but the tiny bananas and they dry them so it's just a little banana, but it used to be the big banana that somehow they sliced them and they were the long way they just sliced them down the middle and flattened them and it was like 
taffy almost eating it. It was, I don't, it was so good, but it, it was natural because it was just bananas. There was oh. no like sugar added or whatever, but it, it was candy. I mean, let's be honest. It was candy. She also brought those dried mangoes and some of the other. Yeah. She brought dried, dried mangoes, dried so cherries. Good. She brought some trail mix, like what I think of as trail mix. Yeah. That actually is something that I really miss. And I forget every time I'm back in the States because I get distracted by junk. Yeah. Well, this to me, this is still junk. It's just, you know, it's California junk. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the trail mix is a good thing to put in your desk drawer. You have a couple here and there and it is nuts. So it can, you know, hold you over till lunchtime or something like that here the trail mix is like two different nuts yeah and some dried the variety that we have is really good for that like i i was like oh that's right this nut exists i forget that there's pecans or pecans however you say it <laughs> um yeah the walnuts that we get here are actually mostly out of california but the fact that you could get something with macadamia nuts pecans almonds and then a couple of different dried fruits in it you won't really find that variety here so toilets Ugh, the topic that i've been gearing up to talking about for this over year of podcasting the topic that's nearest and dearest to my heart toilets <laughs> so okay I mean, I'm just going to lead with my favorite thing to talk about with toilets in Germany, the poop shelf. <laughs> I'm just going to go right for it. You cannot wait. <laughs> I can't. You can't I build can't. to the poop shelf. You can't tease the Maybe no. we can edit this so you can tease the poop shelf and put the poop shelf. At the, all right. Just let's, I've waited 27 years. Right, let's discuss. <laughs> I flew 4,000 oh months, moved to talk about the poop shelf. <laughs> so in a typical toilet in America and in Germany, and I think most places the shape of the toilet bowl is like a normal bowl right it's like a curved ovular shape and everything that enters the toilet through virtue of gravity just goes to the little the, the pipe and then there's water above it to soften that below yeah <laughs> some older german toilets have a shelf so they still have this sort of bowl thing going on in the front but it's almost like an H shape, mm-hmm. right? Where like, or like a seat, picture like a seat. So there's a deep part where the pipe is, it goes up and then it plateaus and then it curves up again in the back. And the water only comes up to the pipe area. It doesn't come up to the shelf. And when you're sitting on it and you let one out where you're over, you're not over the water. That's further back down into it. So whatever you do lands <laughs> on the shelf. And a lot of liquid finds its way down, but any solids will stay on the shelf. And this has some interesting consequences because on one hand, there's no noise that plop. You know when you're at work and there's dolls and there's someone next to you, Mm -hmm. but you have to poop and you're like, (laughs) how do I play this one out? Some people swear by putting toilet paper down and that softens the sound. But the sound is really the issue that plop. Into the water. Into the, the water. direct into the water, the, the risk of splashback. Oh, God. Yeah, all <laughs> Whatever. of that's gone. Yeah, because yeah, you're just pooping that's right all gone the, with shelf. the shelf. There's no sound. And there's, as you very w- rightly pointed out, no splashback, which is great because that, that would be disgusting. the pro of the show. Yeah. 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 The con? Well, the con is, it's that because your um, feces doesn't go directly into the water (laughs) (laughs) and water is really the thing that keeps the smell from emanating up into the world is that it smells like 
10, 20 times as bad. <laughs> like it just permeates and you you must like as soon as you do it, you have to get up and flush even if you got more coming because otherwise <laughs> the whole bathroom just and if you don't think about it and you're sitting there and you're not used to that and suddenly it's like, oh, my God, I've nuked the entire bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> because it's just sitting there out in the open. <laughs> You also have a very weird, different visual than you typically have. Yeah. And you get to really see what your hard work has, has yielded. I mean, some be, some this can be beneficial if you were told to watch out for something from your doctor or something. That's very true. <laughs> I So I had a poop shelf mm-hmm. and I don't know, I just really took to it. I just thought it was kind of funny and um, I, I grew to have a special bond with it. My theory could be that possibly it did take more water. I don't know. We didn't yeah. do any research. Oh, no, no, no. This before just... this show. <laughs> but my theory would be that actually that those sorts of toilets may have actually taken more water um, to actually get all of the stuff down. Because as you flush, it has to race across this plateau, this shelf, as you say, into the rest of the water and down through the sewer I would assume that would cause people to flush more if they're going to try to keep the smell down and flush after each movement before they're actually really done. <laughs> that could be something. It's um, a very good point. Or and just because it's been sitting on a shelf and then you have to flush water down it. And Right. That brings us to another topic about toilets generally. In, in Germany, is, I find in comparison to American toilets, they have less water. Way less water. Right. And when you're flushing, they have the one-two system where mm-hmm. there's a small button and a big button. I don't know if I've ever gotten this right, but my, th- I tell me if, if you know if I'm right or wrong. I think the little button is for when you need less water. So if you just peed, mm-hmm. you don't need as much water. You just use that one. And then if you pooped, you need more you water need big and you use the big button. Is yes. that right? I believe the shape of the button is for the amount of the water. And also, it flushes for as long as you hold down. Some of them do, yeah. You have to then remember if it's not the one and two buttons, sometimes it's where there'll be like a lever on the wall or like a panel that you push. And that one I've noticed if you push that but then don't pull it back out towards you, the toilet just will run and run and run. Some people have that in their houses. They don't really do that in public toilets too much because people just would misuse them and they'd just be running all the time. But certainly in people's houses I've been into, there are toilets that you need to know that you need to go back in and and, uh, stop the flushing action. Yeah, and in case this isn't true in other countries, in America, there's just a little lever. You just kind of pull the lever and it doesn't matter what you put into the toilet, it's going to flush for that certain amount of time. And it doesn't matter if you hold the lever down or not. It's it's, it's just the one motion. On yeah. Yes. So that's different. And sometimes I really misestimate, you know, like I just kind of hit the button thinking it's going to do what it needs to do. And then it just barely flushes. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So that took me a little bit to learn. I know that's a dumb thing to need to adjust to, but it did take me a little bit. One thing that I like about German toilets that is public toilets that is way better than what we do in America and Germans always find this really weird when they come to America is that here a stall a toilet stall the door for the most part goes all the way to the ground there's no cracks to look through to see the person in there Um, there might be a a little bit of air at the top, like the walls might not go all the way up to the ceilings. You're not completely closed into a box, but that's a good thing. Um, But there's just a lot more privacy. 
Yeah, you can sort of hear people, but it keeps down on the sounds of other people. You can't tell who's sitting next to you because you can't look over and see their shoes or their ankles. So that is, it's a lot more private. One thing though is that the stalls, I don't understand this, sometimes can be so small that in order to open up the door in some of the stalls, I've literally had to stand over the toilet bowl, <laughs> like back up that my legs are against the toilet bowl, which you don't want to be against in a public toilet or like stand <laughs> sort of straddling the toilet in order to open the door because the door opens into the stall and it will leave no room for your legs between the toilet. I have had that experience that they just seem to be built too small, but they're still closed off and more private. Whereas in America, it depends. A lot of times the doors open in, open out, whatever. I noticed this particularly in airports because of course you notice that that you go in and you have to have your bags with you you've got like a carry-on roller yes. bag with you and this happened to me at the frankfurt airport it's so frustrating because you can't leave your bag alone you're traveling alone you have to have everything with you but i couldn't take my bags into the actual stall so for a minute they were out of my sight which is not what's supposed to happen at an airport but i had to leave them out because i physically could not take them into the airport stalls at any American airport I've been to, the stalls are big enough because they just know people are traveling and they just expect you're going to have your bags with you in the stall. Actually, I've flown out of Frankfurt too. I haven't had that experience. So maybe it's just different different bathrooms. bathrooms but that, yeah, that seems like an obvious issue. I always notice in the airports, you know, I fly into the US. I'm so excited to be home. And the airport always manages to ruin it for me because first off, their immigration lines are always such a mess and they take so long. And people are really mean up to each other. But also the bathrooms there are all so automated. And mm. it's so wasteful the amount of energy and resources that goes into these like germaphobic bathrooms. And I'm like, guys, you can have a clean bathroom without it being this crazy robot experience where you have to like do a special dance to make the water come out of the faucet. That's true. Or you have to like like do a can-can kick line over the toilet and then this like weird little sheet of paper disappears and a new one comes out like I, I just think it's so ridiculous and annoying oh yeah and the, the, well that's a big difference too I, we don't do in I haven't seen in in most of Europe the protection sheets like a sheet of paper or uh, plastic or something that goes over the toilet seat that's I believe purely an American thing. One thing I've seen here is little wipies in some places where they'll have like a toilet seat wipe that's a little uh, sanitizing towel that you pull out and are allowed to wipe the toilet seat. I don't know how many people do that, but then that's you physically touching the toilet seat and wiping it down before you sit on it. <laughs> so it's left it open for people who are worried about germs to do that, but that's not something I see everywhere. Speaking of toilet seats, I just got back from a trip to Italy, and there <laughs> I encountered multiple toilets that did not have toilet seats. It was just a bowl. I was like, do I hover? Do I sit? And it's really low, so it's hard to hover. I don't, it was very stressful. However, in Italy's defense, I will say they often had foot pedals for the flusher. Oh. Which I thought was really that's cool. That's cool. Or for the water when you're washing your hands. That's that you could, really hygienic. Yeah, I thought it was a really good idea and such a good solution. Like, I get that people don't, are nervous around germs mm -hmm. um, in bathrooms. I didn't mean to say that earlier when I was bad in the automatic U.S. toilets. I'm just saying, like, that doesn't seem like the most logical solution to me. And this option made a lot more sense to me. Yeah, foot pedals for sure. 
No, I'm all about people protecting themselves however they want to do it. But can we do it in a less wasteful way? What about toilets around the world in your travels? Okay, so the worst toilets I ever experienced thus far. No, and I haven't been all over. So recently I was in Ireland and um, we were on a tour that was staying in um, fancier hotels between three and four star hotels and I had not a single toilet be able to flush in one flush whatever I put into it no matter what that was (laughs) um it was so dreadful like they they have the tanks that fill up I mean they look like your average very American looking toilet I would say they're closer to what we have there than anything I've seen in Germany in some places, there was the one and the two being able to flush with less water and being able to flush with more water. But most places, it was just one type of flush. So again, more like American toilets. And there, though, that one flush, though, did literally nothing. Like, and there was water in the bowl. So not much. That that was where they were more like European toilets or German toilets, where there was less water sitting in the bowl for you. But I would go and I would flush and nothing would happen. Like I would watch the toilet paper do cartwheels in the bowl (gasps) and not even the toilet paper would go down. It was the weirdest design. I don't know what it was, but they were awful in that respect. There wasn't a single toilet that could flush. Can you imagine if you had to flush a tampon? Like it must not work. And I guess you're not supposed to anywhere in Europe. I'm not sure because these are old pipes. They're not meant to handle that kind of stuff. I would say my favorite toilets in terms of design and less waste would probably be in Thailand because they have. So, you know, we think of of Asia and a lot of these places as having the toilets that you stand And they do have a lot of those like squat or stand toilets. But more recently, they're modernizing or using more of the American style sit down toilet. But they really like having a hose that's attached to the fresh water that you can use to spray yourself after you're done. Spray down the toilet, spray down the whole bathroom, really. And I find this thing genius. And I've actually looked up like if I could just install this here because this I mean, this is a way to cut down on toilet paper use, but it's not the whole I don't know if people are familiar with the bidet concept where you have a bidet that's next to your toilet, but that's a whole separate thing. It's It's a bowl without a rim and it has spouts and you wash yourself there over this bidet. But what they do in Thailand, they just have a normal looking toilet. And they have a hose on it that you can then maneuver yourself. It's a long, flexible hose and spray yourself off. And I thought that's just genius. Is it logistically complicated? Okay, two questions. One, because like what if you spray your whole body? And two, how do you dry off? Well, so you can really easily control the spray. I would say it's like one of those sprayers that you can use also in like a kitchen sink. You know, when you have a a faucet, but you also have the extension one. Mm -hmm. It's like that. And here we have these extensions on our showers, which are great. True, true. To spray all over your body. And this, but this is more controlled, a controlled spray. So you can just spray it directly on what you need. And then obviously you can use a towel if you're clean or there is toilet paper like they're also not against toilet paper i'm just saying that this gives you the option to 
clean yourself maybe without having used the toilet paper or or clean off the chunks and have to use less <laughs> toilet paper to get a little more graphic there. That that hose thing could be attached to, I feel like, any just any normal toilet. Yeah. Because all it needs is a fresh water source and spray directly in. And then you can use it then when you want to clean off your toilet. Or say True. you flushed and not everything went down. You can spray it into the toilet and get the get the other stuff out however you clean yourself it's just genius and we need these hoses on i've they should be on every toilet i feel you mentioned (laughs) wanting to install it on your own toilet and we don't have time to get into this whole next topic but your bathroom is actually in the kitchen oh in your apartment now this is another yeah it's it's an old apartment it was the only place that they had the water hookup because originally in these buildings this would have been a toilet closet out in the stairwell for all the apartments in the building. And when I was apartment hunting, I saw a couple others that had that option too. So we'll have to do a whole nother episode, um, like meals and bathrooms <laughs> with a wider look on everything. Um, any other noteworthy toilets before we wrap up? In terms of best public toilets I've ever experienced, I have to give props to Murano, Italy, which is Sud Tyrol. Um part of the world, the mountainous region that's German, Austria, and Italian, Swiss. Um, just because literally every bathroom I went into there smelled like a spa. It's oh. like a spa town. And it's where people go on vacation. Like, it's just beautiful. But any you go into the bathroom of a grocery store or a coffee shop or just, you know, just the public ones in the more public, like the promenade area, and you're walking along and you need to use the bathroom. And I think back to my time in San Francisco, and you'd be at, like, Fisherman's Wharf, and you'd be like, I'm just going to go home. Like, I'm going to hold it because I don't want to use these nasty public toilet (laughs) and this was just everything like there was like incense in it and like it just it smelled so good it smelled like like orange blossom there's just like this one specific smell that i remember and um yeah they're uh, they're just normal toilets it didn't have any problem with the flush or the whatever (laughs) everything was well stocked and it was modern and um pretty much all of them were also like accessible toilets for people with handicaps or uh disabled or older elderly people because in this area there's also a lot of elderly people did they have a poop shelf no 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 Mm-mm. all right i'm out no <laughs> okay on that beautiful wonderful poop shelfy note we're gonna round the corner and head to home time flies man this was one of oh, the easiest God. now she's doing she's doing the baseball references do you know the baseball reference about diarrhea no. You what? Do- yes, you do. Do I? What is it? <laughs> when, what's that song? When you're when you're sliding into home and your pants are full of foam, diarrhea. <laughs> you don't know this. <laughs> Wait, no, you this do is, know this. This is familiar. Yeah. Yeah. When you're something no, sliding no, no, no. into third and you feel a juicy turd, diarrhea. <laughs> I do remember. I do remember telling this this to some to Germans That's and amazing. being like, you don't know the. Diarrhea you haven't lived. It's our but, anthem. But then I remembered, oh, yeah, it's a baseball reference. Do you even so know So again, baseball? yeah, do you even know what sliding into third means? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gosh, so many questions. Because now I'm like, well, how do they talk in code about sexual experiences as teenagers if you don't have, like, first base, second base? 
Yeah, I wonder if this oh, even makes sense. Oh, we've got it. I've got to ask him. Okay, I'm yeah. writing. I am writing this down. Uh-huh. What levels of sexual experience if you can't reference baseball? They probably just say it because they're Germans. They're just like they have no shame. Yeah, um, we do, and we mask it all in baseball. So with that in mind, we're gonna round the corner and head to home with our ending <laughs> segment, which is called Zack Zack Zack. It is a rapid fire question round. I'm gonna ask you three questions that you're gonna answer without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. You're ready. Mm-hmm. In your humble opinion, what is the very best season to go hiking in? Spring. What is your favorite Instagram account to follow at the moment? Bachelorette Windmill. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Okay. And what is the very best thing that you found on the street recently? Oh, the boots that I wore here today. I was thinking I needed to buy some like fall boots, but I also wanted something comfortable that I could wear to work. But my shoes just get disgusting at work because it's a messy industry. And I found some boots that fit me perfectly and I can wear them to work and I don't care if they get dirty because they're on the street. And yes, that's fall boots. That's magical. I actually, this is my third fall in Freiburg. The first fall, I noticed that I needed fall shoes. It's a really intense season and I did not have the right footwear. Year two, I was like, oh man, I should buy some, but I don't have money. You found me actually. Perfect fall boots that got me through all of fall and the spring. This year, those ones are are dead because they actually were H&M ones, but you found them on the street somewhere in fairly good condition. So I got a year out of them. I'm like, okay, I really need to buy fall, fall boots. I should do it this year. I found another pair for perfect fall shoes on the street. Nice. It's magic. It's so great. For context, for those who have not heard your previous episodes, we call you Trash Jenny because (laughs) there's too many Jennies in my world and you are the one who you could make a career out of finding things on the street that are in really great condition or fixing them up and and using them again. So the Sperrmühle, the two mitnehmen boxes (laughs) that people, it's basically donation boxes. You have a magical ability to find the best stuff. I mean, yeah, I appreciate that. But I also credit where I live because I live in one of those neighborhoods that people just have a lot of disposable income. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're trash, Jenny. <laughs> so they dispose a lot of good things. I know. it's. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming back on the show yet again to chat with me about snacks and toilets. Thanks for having me. I hope it was a real blast. I hope you, you don't have to edit too much of this <laughs> crap out. <laughs> Thanks again to my good buddy Jenny for coming on and talking to me about snacks and toilets. It sure is nice to have friends that humor you in all of your weird quirks. (laughs) If you want more of this groundbreaking, intensely helpful content, you can subscribe to the ExpatCast on your podcast app of choice. And if you really loved this episode, which I know you did, please rate, review on your podcast app of choice. Let us know how very great this hard-hitting content is. You can also follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at the ExpatCast or drop us an email at the ExpatCast at gmail.com. I'm finally caught up with email, guys. Thanks as always to Amy Lucky Art for the logo and to Side Hug for the theme music. You can find them on Instagram at a hug from the side. Next Thursday, we will be back in your feed to talk about taxes in Germany. Until then, have a great week. Tschüss.